Morning prayer begins on page two. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Moving to the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 111 is on, begins on page 482, and we'll skip to page 484 to begin Psalm 114 after that. I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath so done his marvelous works that they ought to have had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He has showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do therein. His praise endureth forever. Turning the page to Psalm 114. When Israel came out of Egypt, and the house of Jacob from, Jacob from among the strange people, Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his domination. The sea saw that and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams, and the little hills like young sheep. What aileth thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest, and thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skip like rams, and ye little hills like young sheep. Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. 
who turneth the hard rock into a standing water, and the flintstone into a springing well. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It begins the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle, and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Soko and Azekah and Ephes Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had a bronze armor on his leg and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, and a shield-bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said, Why have you come out to line up for the battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephratite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse, who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. Now David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep to Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days, morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain, and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp, and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep of the keeper, and took the things, and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to these same words, so David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? 
surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him towards another and said the same thing, and these people answered him as the first ones did. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to fight against the Philistine, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to the armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in his shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you have come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. That all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord. He will give you into our hand. 
So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank in his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistine fell along the road to Sha'arim as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. The king said, Inquire whose son this young man is. Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It begins the 11th verse of the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. We divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. When he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, 
and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years have I been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again was lost and is found. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Today seems to be epic story day. We get David and Goliath and the parable of the prodigal son. The story of, of uh, David and Goliath, the, the, the way that David's um, anointing or choice is proven is follows a rather standard biblical pattern. And once we understand it, it makes a lot of sense as a biblical narrative. So, so in this story, David is already the Lord's anointed. We, we know he was anointed, uh, chosen by Samuel out of the um, family of Jesse's sons. And uh, Saul has been rejected. And so David now has the spirit. So he appears in this battle scene as the Lord's anointed, even though no one else knows it. So he's being this battle is going to be a revelation. But the pattern of of the Lord's anointed is to be chosen by God, anointed with the Spirit, and then tested so that the um, essential character is revealed and either proven or disproven. And what we saw, we saw this with Saul. He was anointed and then he was initially proven in the battle against Nahash and the Ammonites where he won a great battle and everyone said, this is, this is our king. So anointing, testing, proving, and then, and then you get established in, in um, your role. Of course, subsequent tests revealed uh, Saul's character to be um, defective. But if we look over the whole Bible, this makes sense a little of the Garden of Eden, that God you know, creates Adam, creates Eve, but there's a test. These are the children of God and their choice, their creation by God, their, their, their status as God's children will be tested to see whether 
under duress in the tension of life where they will continue to trust. Um, Israel uh, was made God's children in, in the Exodus. God adopts them and brings them to Mount Sinai. And then they're tested in the wilderness to check out their true character. And David will be tested here, not just here, but tested then for the next seven years as he, as he runs from Saul. And what is notable about David, the man after God's own heart, is he, he endures through that time of testing. Uh, though he later on has a great fall, he, in, in, in under duress, he holds on to God and refuses to do that which God uh, does not want him to do. And, and so this remi reminds us in the Christian life that we're called to do something and we feel like we have a great vocation. We're going to be tested in it. Um, nobody who's called to do anything for God doesn't get tested. And the essential question is, um, will you do what I want you to do when there's no reward for it or when the obstacles are huge or when you'll have to suffer some pain to endure in it? Will you do God's will and trust in God for his own sake? And so we remember the life that, that the Christian life does involve testing. The other aspect of the story is that it looks like a mismatch epically. It's David and Goliath, the big Goliath, the small David. But anyone with, with knowledge of the true nature of the thing understands it. it's a mismatch in the other direction. That David, with his sling, um, and he's kind of hiding. There's a little throwaway line in there that David is out in the wilderness protecting sheep, killing lions and bears. And because he has a sling, which is essentially ancient artillery, and a skilled slingsman could could hit a target very accurately at some distance. And so this is, I think, what David did. David would chase after. He wouldn't like wrestle the lion and bear with a sling. He could he could strike an animal like that in the head. Could take a sword and cut his head off, much like Goliath. And um, it's like like hunting with a gun. Um, the bear is is uh, fearsome, but but it's, it's and so here Goliath is ponderous guy with a sword, probably slow, maybe having some growth defects. And David runs upon him, you know, shoots him in the head and cuts his head off. And David knew just looking at it that he'd be able to do that because he trusts God. But I think David's always trusting God like that, always believes that God is with him, and he just does. He doesn't cower in fear. And and so this is a metaphor for the spiritual life because sometimes it looks like we're overwhelmed by forces around us. But as St. John says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. As we hold on to Christ, hold on to God, the power in us will eventually conquer all of the enemies that surround us because our power is actually greater, even though it doesn't look that way. And we can have a, just make a related note about the parable of the prodigal son. Sometimes in our prosperity, we, cease trusting in the power of God, the power in us to start trusting in things we drift off. And so sometimes we have to come back with a good confession and be restored to that uh, uh, faith that, 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 that connects us to God and is the power in which we, which we live and prosper. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. This morning with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. 
Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all of all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance in better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to have you join us this morning. Good to pray with you. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Bishop. Have a great Tuesday. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Bishop. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, bye Bishop. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bishop. Bye, Luke.